This is the Daily Coaching Podcast, bringing you thoughts, discussions and expert insight into all things football and coaching. If you're a young aspiring footballer, it's really important to stay grounded, focus on your goals. In my League 1 and League 2 days, uh, my protein shakes were Yazoo's. To perform at your best levels, you've got to recover well, you've got to eat well. In this episode, we're talking nutrition in football. And with us, we have Mark Pugh. Now, Mark has played over 500 games within professional football for clubs such as Bournemouth, Hull, Burnley and Queen's Park Rangers. We discuss his journey as a player, how nutrition has changed within football over the years, maintaining a balanced diet whilst being a professional and how he is now inspiring millions across the world on social media to eat well. If you're an inspiring footballer or if you're passionate about nutrition, then this one's for you. Let's get into it. Taking things back a little bit, if you don't mind just really explaining your sort of previous experiences and your journey within football, kind of bringing us up to where we are now. Yeah, it's been crazy actually. It's um, early on in my football career, I had to deal with a lot of setbacks. Um, there's loads of ups and downs in football. Um, but one of my biggest messages I give to everyone is just keep believing in yourself. Uh, when I was younger, I was at Burnley for two years. To cut a long, a very long story short, this is actually. Uh, yeah, I spent two years as, as a scholar at Burnley, um, doing really well under the um, the first manager, which was Stan Turner. I was on the bench at 16 at Villa Park, really well liked. Change of manager, uh, got told I wasn't good enough, had to look for another club. Uh, signed for Bury. Um, Played 40-plus games in League Two um, when I was 19. Had a really good season. Then I went on to sign for Shrewsbury Town. Uh, two years into that uh, contract, another change of manager. Told I wasn't good enough again. Um, I was on my honeymoon at the time, which was quite interesting. Um, wedding to pay for, no club. Um, luckily, a few days later, I got given an opportunity at Hereford. And that season, I scored three goals against Bournemouth, two in the home fixture, one in the away fixture. And they took a punt on me. Um, and the rest is history. I spent nine amazing years there. Uh, plenty of ups. Um, like I said, I needed to be mentally strong uh, when I was younger. You can either go one way or the other. And I think that's a massive part of the game. If you're a young aspiring footballer, it's really important to stay grounded and focus on your goals, focus on your dreams. And I did that. And now I'm currently playing with QPR. Fantastic. And um, it's interesting as well, you mentioned about sort of that, you said that mental strength, really. I mean, obviously, it's a big thing within our game. um, And and I agree. I think it is that big thing of, you know, you will experience failures and knockbacks within football, but it's how you kind of, um, yeah, they say, bounce back from that and kind of take really opportunities, which which may come your way because you know, that's going to that's going to be what sort of makes you in terms of um, the person that you are. So um, obviously you mentioned there obviously about your previous um, experiences within other clubs, um, and obviously you played for some uh, really big clubs in terms of um, their establishment um, and also names as well. Um, so obviously QPR. Bournemouth um, and Hull. Um, so in terms of the topic that we're looking at today in terms of the nutrition side of things, um, how would you kind of say the differentiation's been within those clubs? And, you know, there's, I remember, um, I think it was Paul Merson saying about Arsene Wenger when he came into Arsenal and it was a sort of total uh, culture change in terms of, you know, bringing in this nutritional side of the game. And I think then 
people are very sort of shocked and surprised to it. But kind of as you mentioned about the sort of mental health thing, I think even exercise obviously is important to your mental health, but also food is as well. So yeah, how's it kind of changed throughout the years of you being a pro and when you first started kind of up to where you are now? Yeah, it's changed so much. I mean, in my League 2 and League 1 days, yeah, I wasn't educated as much as I am now. I did a nutrition course when I was uh, 26 okay. years old and uh, I really tried to educate myself a lot more. But in my League 1 and League 2 days, uh, my protein shakes were Yazoo's. <laughs> <Can you remember? laughs> nice. A little Yazoo to get a protein in. Um, and it's full of sugar, basically. And it it wasn't helping my recovery as much as it should have been. Whereas now, there's a lot more um, people are looking more and more into it and it's absolutely vital on optimal performance you you to perform at your best levels you've got to recover well you've got to eat well i don't go around and say you should be eating this you should be eating that because everyone's body's different everyone needs different fuel and uh i everyone who speaks to me i just give them my opinion on what's worked for me and what hasn't because when i was younger i was going into games with a little bit of brain fog i was wondering why i slept quite well um what you know what for and and looking back um i ate a lot of pasta as a kid and i liked my bread that kind of thing and i ate a lot of dairy um and i looked more and more into it and i've cut certain things out of my diet and i've made small changes and the small percentages really do add up and um you know if you're improving one percent every month over the course of a season that's 10 percent, and it's a massive difference um and yeah when i was younger um the clubs i was at they weren't financially in a great place i was at Bury, i was at hereford so we never got given the food i had at bournemouth when we got into the premier league when we we're in the championship we had chefs um the food quality was amazing. You, you could have whatever you wanted for breakfast, whatever you wanted for lunch. Then it was up to you as an individual when you went home, what you ate. Yeah. Um, but since I've educated myself, I know what works for me. Um, I know different recovery strategies, what um, I need to fuel me for. You know, I sat at a game for a light training session, uh, a day off. Um, when I was 25, 26, before I did my nutrition course, I was really struggling to get my body fat below 10%. And for the last four years now, I've been at 5% body fat. And I've maintained that just through knowledge and knowing what works for my body. So it's a real, real important subject and something I'm really passionate about. And like I say to everyone, if anyone wants any information, if anyone wants you know, help in, in that um, they want to discuss anything with me then they can just drop me a message and i'm open to that yeah no fantastic and i think as well like kind of as you were saying before it's it's like small gauge small marginal gains <laughs> to affect the long-term goal um and it's interesting because i think a lot of people kind of um footballers or non-footballers go into that kind of uh i'm to call it a lifestyle because it pretty much is you know you're committing to eating in a certain way um eating at certain times um and I think it's quite interesting because a lot of people go into it thinking that there'll be a quick turnaround um and often when there isn't a quick turnaround it's quite a shock to them and they kind of you know it's that fight or flight mentality really it's do you continue with it or do you just stop what you're doing um and you know kind of as you mentioned there about like obviously in terms of different clubs and um different uh structures in which they may have set up so like some clubs will obviously have chefs um some will obviously give you the uh leeway to do it on your own um was there much of a sort of change because I suppose one of the big things which I kind of find with diet and nutrition is that, um, as you kind of said before, we use eating a lot of like, you know, uh, bread and, and, and dairy products. 
when you kind of cut that out of your um, diet, you do kind of see a change at first. And I mean, some people, I mean, they initially feel quite sick after because it's supposed their body's so used to a certain type of mm. food going in. How, how does that affect you? Did it affect you at first when you, when you first made that sort of transition? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, because I was, I was having quite a bit of dairy and all that kind of thing, it was a shock to the body. And you're thinking, oh, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit tired here. But you stuck with it for a couple of weeks because I've done loads of research on how a lot of dairy in the body, a lot of gluten, it's not great for you. So I stuck with it. I, I was going into training sessions sometimes feeling a little bit lethargic, a little bit tired. But like... I feel the best I've ever felt now. I wish I'd have done this. That's that's one of my biggest regrets, actually, um, when I was 22, because I look back and I think them small percentages, could I have climbed the ladder a lot quicker than I did? Could I have maybe got to the Premier League a lot quicker? Um, so, yeah, just the small percentages really add up. I mean, um, like I say, it's not for everybody. Um, some people feel like they might need a bit of gluten, a bit of dairy, that kind of thing. And, yeah, I have it on the odd occasion but I was including a lot of it into my diet where now my main focus is on whole foods you know lots of fruit and vegetables a healthy source of protein yeah I like the odd snack but I try and stay this is massive actually massive um refined sugar is one of the biggest killers we can talk dairy we can talk um gluten we can t until uh you know until the day we die but uh refined sugar is really bad um and I avoid that all the time. Now, whenever I do any baking, anything like that, I always make sure I use honey, maple syrup, because it's more natural. Um, and, you know, when rather than using flour, I use oats, turn that into flour. So, yeah, it's, um, it's made a massive difference. And like I said, um, it, it's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to do it for two, three weeks and see massive improvements. It's a habit, and you need to, you know, have good habits, more good habits than bad habits. And uh, I think they say is it between 24 and 28 days it takes to break an habit. Yeah. Uh, and you've just got to stick with it. You've just got to keep, you know, progressing, growing as an individual each day. And um, yeah, just um, keep smiling and um, enjoy the process as well because seeing the changes in your body, it really yeah. does make make a massive difference. Yeah, no, totally. And, and kind of on that point as well, I suppose, um, I mean, obviously your longer term aim of, I suppose, making that transition into having that sort of fixed diet is obviously due to the job that you do, being a footballer. Um, but what kind of did make you want to maintain that throughout? So I suppose, like you said, it was when you do make it a new habit almost in terms of you're committing to doing this now. What's kind of the, the motivations of carrying it on um, and kind of taking it back a little bit as well? You mentioned obviously about when you took the nutritional course. Um, and I think that's massively important because again, I'm, I suppose a lot of footballers will probably get told information from whether it be people at the club um, or for whether it be other experts within the industry. But it's, yeah, how much information do they actually go away and, and, and learn on their own? Because I think, like you said uh, a little while ago, everybody has different body types um, and everybody will react differently to different types of foods. So, yeah, kind of what made you want to go into doing a course in nutrition? And, um, yeah, did you uh, kind of see that become your motivation or was it obviously due to, like I said, you wanting to perform better and, and continue playing for longer, etc. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of reasons, to be honest, because it was around the time where um, we just had our second child um, and I wanted to be healthier for my family, for my kids, because they look up to you at the end of the day. And if you're healthy, if you're doing fitness, 
like I make sure the kids are watching me when I'm doing a fitness workout because they'll hopefully be inspired by that. They'll hopefully yeah. want to do it. It's like this morning I was doing a workout and they wanted to get, they wanted to join in. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's just, it's just lovely to see, but yeah. Um, I mean, it, I just want to continue to be my healthiest self. I want to encourage other people to be healthy because it's really important. I mean, you underestimate, you know, when you wake up in the morning, when I was younger, I was waking up, I was feeling tired, lethargic. But now my body clock's just like half five, six o'clock, right? I want to get up. I want to do a run and I want to continue to be fit and healthy. And it's not just for myself. It's to be an inspiration to others. That's why I like getting out of bed. I, I like, you know, posting on my Instagram, the foodie football. I want to encourage people to, you know, get out there, um, be the best version of themselves and improve these little small percentages. And, um, you know, it, it takes you a long way because whether you want to be a footballer, whether you want to be an athlete, whether you want to be a, a, a doctor or a surgeon or whatever, you want to go into your job feeling your best and nutrition, yeah. keeping fit, getting out in the morning makes you feel a whole lot better about your day. Because if I, I know on a day off, I've done it many a times, like, oh, I've got a day off here. I can have a chill, especially when I was younger. I'd not go for a run, I'd lounge around and I'd feel horrendous come the middle of the day and I'm thinking, what's wrong here? I've been yeah. resting, I've been recovering. But even on a recovery day, I think it's important for an athlete, for anyone, just to go for a walk, get some fresh air and uh, it's really important for the mental health side as well. Yeah, definitely. And, and do you think that that's kind of an important factor then of nutrition that obviously you, know, you can eat, um, not necessarily what you want, but you see in terms of having a diet, you can have a diet in place, but... Does it, is it also that balance then of, like you said, having the exercise? Because it's a big famous thing of, you know, people who potentially, uh, not necessarily footballers, but people who say, you know, oh, I want to lose weight. So the first thing they try and do is stop eating. But actually, you know, that isn't going to have the impact which they want it to have because, like you said, they're feeling more lethargic, less energy to, 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 to do things. And, yeah, in terms of the mental health side, it's probably massively affecting them because they haven't got those, those brain foods almost, if you want to call it yeah you don't you don't have to eat like like a rabbit i mean i eat more food than I ever have i mean when i was younger i used to eat less food but the wrong food i'd be yeah. eating pasta i'd be eating bread i'd be eating dairy that kind of thing and i feel so bloated so full whereas now i sometimes have five meals a day i mix my my diet up one morning i'll get up i'll i'll think right i'll do a fasted run here i'll do a fasted run um i'll maybe just have a coffee before um a coffee after then i'll not eat till 12 o'clock and then i'll have five small meals throughout the day so it's all about keeping your metabolism guessing there's no right or wrong way to do it just find out what works for your body and mix it up because your metabolism is massive if it becomes accustomed to um one type of food you're eating the same foods all the time it's going to be thinking right if if you're changing to another food, it's going to think, why am I not getting this food? Why yeah. am I? So so you've just got to keep it guessing and keep mixing your diet up. And it's like everyone says to me, have you tried keto diet? Have you tried this? Have you tried that? I hate the word diet. Just live a healthy, balanced lifestyle. Yeah. Like last night, I had a burger. So I, I tried to make it healthy as possible. I had a burger. I had some vegetables on the side, some oven roasted uh, sweet potato uh, fries and then I really enjoyed it so in the evening I thought oh, I'm just gonna do a bit so I'm gonna do 15-20 minute hit I got on the treadmill and uh, 
burnt 300 calories. So I'm thinking, yeah, I'm feeling an awful lot better about the Birkenau. So it's, you can, you can have a nice little, uh, you know, little treat here and there, but just work hard in the gym, keep yourself fit and active and, um, you know, you'll be fine. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I, I think it's important, like you said, that to have that, you know, almost reward almost because, you know, you're, you're putting, I say you're putting your body through, not that it's a negative thing, but, you know, you're, you're, you're conditioning your body into a way of eating certain foods and, and sticking with the motivation of doing it. So I think, yeah, you definitely kind of um, reap the rewards of, 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 of having a little treat here and there. Um, and, and also as well, like you said, the, the keeping the body guessing part, I think that's important because, again, it's even, you know, Talk, talking, taking nutrition away from it and talking just about fitness when people first sign up to the gym I'm going to go every single day of the week and then hmm. after the first seven days they're like well, I'm bored now because I've done everything and it's getting sort of continuous and, and repetitive um, so I think it's exactly the same with food as well if you're always having the same things all the time like I mean some people try and do the, um, the blended sort of vegetables where they just chuck any greens they've got in the house um, and say right we're going to have that like three times a day well, by the end of the week, you know, you've had it 21 times and you're probably sick and tired of it. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, I completely agree with you, mate. I mean, the blended ones, you might, rather than putting 10 vegetables and fruits into a blender, you might as well eat five whole foods because once you're yeah. blending the vegetables, it's affecting the quality of them anyway. So yeah. you're not getting as much goodness. Yeah, it's great to do it every so often to mix it up to have something different. But it's like... Uh, New Year's resolutions. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm gonna my New Year's resolutions to you know go to the gym every day. And after a month, people give up. But yeah. it's going back to that habit again. Just keeping that habit. Keep you know setting yourself goals. I think goal setting is a massive part. I'm I'm yeah. a firm believer in visualization goals, and make your goals and your dreams really big that you think are so hard to achieve that you know they're a million miles away but just keep striving towards that goal and gradually you will if you keep believing you will get closer to it and you know that's that's all i say never stop dreaming and always dream as big as you want yeah no totally. i think you said the goal setting is important because you know it gives you that longer term aim and i suppose that is that motivation um and also as well like you said in terms of looking back over the years and when you since you've been doing this it I suppose you can see the transition. You know, that's a big self self esteem booster as well. Um, so, kind of looking at it as a whole, then um, obviously looking at maybe younger players, and it's always a conventional question. Um, you know, what What do you think takes it, or what do you think it is that makes a footballer? What, do, what would you say that is that makes a uh, healthy, balanced footballer? So, whether you're a um, amateur, so somebody who's just playing, say, for example, in the conventional Sunday league. Um, or somebody who's maybe at a younger age and is moving into an academy, what what would you suggest and advise for them to do in terms of, um, I, mean, I know you've mentioned a couple of things, but in terms of building a sort of nutritional plan um, and the sort of real key food sources which they should be trying to get? Yeah, I think a lot of people underestimate the, uh, the power of healthy fats. I mean, you can get a lot of energy from your healthy fats, your avocados, your mixed nuts, mm. your, your, your fish, your, your eggs, all that kind of thing. So with healthy fats, you've got a mixture of great proteins. You've got healthy fats. You've got loads of vitamins and minerals. And um, I think the word fat, it scares a lot of people. But if you're eating the right fats, it's really important. So I'd encourage to add a lot of fish and avocado and nuts and, you know, peanut butter, all that kind of thing into the diet. Um, and, you know, mix it with a healthy protein source with healthy carbs. There's loads of healthy carbs. You look at quinoa, sweet potato, potato, um, you know, brown, brown pasta, 
whole grain pasta, brown rice. There's all sorts. Just, I'd, I'd definitely recommend staying away from refined sugar, too much dairy. Obviously, don't cut it out completely because everyone likes a little bit of dairy, a little bit of cheese on your pizza and that. Um, but yeah, uh, refined sugars, all that kind of thing. Just stay away from it and just make sure you know in what you know what you're putting in your body post-match, pre-match, you know, that type of thing. And I, I definitely recommend, especially on Friday night when you've got a game on a Saturday, you know, get the carbs in, get the protein in, loads of colour on your plate and just set goals. You, you don't have to have massive plate for I've found it a lot easier to maintain a healthy, balanced lifestyle whilst I've not been playing, whilst I've been off for seven weeks. I feel better than I ever have because we play Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, and we're constantly having to refuel and we're eating too much sometimes just to try and help our bodies recover. So I find it easier not um, actually playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday because I can get into a good routine. I can set my meals out meal plan that kind of thing and yeah just if you've if you're a young aspiring footballer and you say playing at, you, you play for Bournemouth for instance and you're traveling up to Burnley for an away fixture let's be honest you're not gonna be having the best food after a game people will, uh, you know the club might put sandwiches pizzas why not just m maybe take a lunchbox and prep your own food that kind of thing and just whether you can have a nice chicken salad, um, you know, with a few carbs in there. And um, yeah, a massive thing I'd always say to young players, which I've always stuck by, is hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. It's one of my favourite quotes in life. I've seen so many um, incredible footballers that just haven't made the cut because maybe they like the extra night out, maybe they like to, you know, just go out drinking with a friends and not take it seriously don't recover properly so yeah just keep working hard keep believing and um set yourself goals because the world's there for you you can achieve anything you want yeah no totally and, and i think that point last point there you just made was brilliant as well in terms of so often especially even a coach in the coaching field you know um a lot of time you look at four corners of technical physical psychological and social um and everyone's head is always stuck in that technical corner but it's often so like, much neglecting of that physical side. And I think that this is why it was a, a really important um, discussion to have in terms of, you know, that actually technical is important, yes, because that's what we all watch in terms of actually performing um, on, on a match day and within training, but that that physical corner is not to be neglected and not to be forgotten about because, you know, those, they like said, those small contributions is what's going to impact on your technical um, ability and your technical performance. So, um, yeah, in terms of, like you said, there are things such as like travel. Yeah, it's massive because, like you said, you're not going to be in the same environments that you're used to. Um, you, you know, you may not be able to access what you're used to having, say, for example, when you have a home fixture versus an away fixture. So um, I think, yeah, they're definitely important factors. But um, Mark, listen, massive thank you for you taking part. I think it was a real big insight. Um, like I was kind of saying to you beforehand, I think, you know, there's a lot of nutritional specialists out there um, and you know, they are sharing really good advice. But I think what was really important about having you on here was that because you're a footballer as well, it's really interesting to get an insight from a footballer and have that sort of, like you said, especially from your own point of view as well and um, seeing what you do on your Instagram, that's all self-motivation. You know, it's not being told to you, for you to do by the clubs you've been at. That's your own passion. That's your own beliefs and that's your own sort of uh, messages that you want to send out and um yeah believe me there's some really great recipes on there i've um tried a couple <laughs> out myself so um no yeah. cheers for that mate no, thank you and and like i say mate it's like um it's it's really important 
that people don't read too much into all these books that are out there or because there's so many there's so many amazing ideas and different information that, that you're trying to process and one minute they're saying it should be you should be in vegan you should be eating this you should be eating that but I'm a firm believer that it's just got to be a balance, uh, you know, work out what works for your body, what fuels you best, that kind of thing. And uh, just believe in the process, your approach, uh, you know, and, and, and just do what you feel need, do what you think is right. It's, um, it's so difficult because I have that many people say, what should I be eating? What should I be eating? And it's like, find out what works for you. And, um, you know, you when you're feeling healthy, when you're feeling at your best, then um, you must be doing something right. But no, no, I've really enjoyed it, mate. It's, it's nice to sort of give people the information because no one's perfect. I've, I've, um, I've done things in the past that I'm thinking, oh, why have I done that? Takeaways, all that kind of thing. And uh, I've learned from it. I mean, failure is a great opportunity to, you know, look at yourself in the mirror and bounce back from it, um, you know, turn it into a positive when you when you fail, just bounce back and analyze where you've gone wrong and become a better player, a better person, or you know, be, be the best version of yourself. Make sure that you follow and subscribe to the Daily Coaching Podcast so that you never miss out on an episode.